Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Hello there, and thanks for joining us this week. We certainly hope and pray that during this busy time of year, we know the holiday season is upon us. Many of us are trying to make big plans of what we're going to do or where we're going to eat and fix meals. And with the high cost of everything, everybody's really questioning what they're going to be able to do and buy and so forth. But we're glad that you've taken time out of the day, honestly, to download this. We got a email the other day from somebody who said they just listen to it in the car. They, they go back and listen to ones they haven't listened to and trying to catch up on those. And that's really great. We we're really blessed by uh, the listeners that we have, the faithful uh, listeners each and every week. We know that we're not always politically correct and say things perhaps that you're not hearing in other places. And that's why we really do try to encourage you to open your Bible and follow along. And so we're going to talk about today is a, a modern-day Pharisee, a modern-day Pharisee. And if you have a Bible and you want to follow along, I would encourage you to open it to Matthew chapter 6 and mark it there, and then turn over with me to Luke chapter 18. That's where we will begin here in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. Okay, so the question really is for me is, uh, have you ever rubbed elbows with anyone in your life? Uh, the odds are that you have found somebody who always thinks they're just a little bit better than you, they're a little bit smarter than you, and they had better spouses, they had more money, they had a better house, newer computers, uh, some of them maybe caught a bigger fish than you. Uh, okay, so my guess is we've encountered someone like that. Everybody probably has at one time or another. And if you've been a Christian for any length of time, uh, you'll have more than likely ran into somebody at church that, that thought they were better than you as well. They, they had a better voice. They could sing better. Uh, their prayers were more lengthy and wordy or whatever than anybody else. And they fasted a lot and they told you all about it. Maybe they put a a staple in their sock and so that they could really feel what the pains of Christ maybe were really like as he as he walked uh, to Calvary carrying his cross. Okay, so, uh, you know, we probably have honestly met somebody like that in the church that we attend. And there are congregations within the churches that seem to come right out and tell you that you're not worshiping correctly, because you're not doing it in the exact same way that they are. And so you're doomed. And if you don't do it exactly how we say and how we do it, uh, you really can't have the Spirit of God. 
we really need to be careful. I mean, they 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 have it all figured out that again that they think they're better than you, and you just better heed their warning. Well, you know, I don't know how many times I've changed something when I started somewhere in a new church about the order of service or when we had communion and and so forth and you just really thought the world was coming to an end uh, the moon was going to crash into the globe and all was just going to be over well we need to be careful on several fronts just because somebody perhaps does something just a little bit slightly different than you in the order of worship or uh you know i've been some places it was scriptural you could only start worship at 10 a.m uh, where's that? We're supposed to be worshiping all the time. We're supposed to be in prayer continuously. And so, you know, I actually had someone in my life who claimed to be a Christian in the Lord's Church. And and in my past, and they were more than happy to tell me that they were glad they weren't like me. And I wanted to say, well, I'm glad that you're not like me. But, you know, you some things it's that's best not said. But as these conversations would go on, it was really clear what he had to say is uh, simply that he just thought he was just more righteous than me. He uh, he was the only one going to heaven along with the 20 people that he worshipped with. And, you know, I really have pity on, on those people who think that way. Uh, I really do. They do these things to me. They're more of works to be seen, to be more righteous. Uh, they're just doing it for the image, and so they're hoping that somebody will notice and uh, think, "Well, I want to be like him." Well, honestly, we need to be more like Christ. And there is a way of worshiping. The Bible's in New Testament gives us some directions on how to worship and whatnot. And I'm not going to go in great details on that in this podcast. But what I want to talk about is there is a modern-day Pharisee. And we probably all know one or two or whatever. And so, again, we're going to be in Luke chapter 18. And I'm going to start in verse 9. And this is actually going to be out of the NIV. I don't always read out of the NIV, but I kind of liked how the NIV worded this. And so bear with me here. Luke 18, starting verse 9. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody everybody else, Jesus told this parable. So again, this is nothing new. Somebody thinking they're more righteous than the other person. Verse 10. Two men went up to pray in the temple. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Okay, So this tax collector must be fairly close to this guy. And most of us would know that the tax collector in the day and time, they were from, represented Rome, uh, but they, they, there were Jewish people who did that. Uh, Matthew would be one of those. And so they were really looked down on really hard. Uh, by the Jewish people. But this man goes on to tell God. Like, God doesn't know this anyway. I, I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. But notice this here, verse 13. But the tax collector stood a distance 
he would not even look up to heaven. And he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you this man, rather than the one who went home justified before God. For one, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So, God does look how we pray and how we act. And when we start acting like we're better than the next fellow, that's just not really what God wants to see, because God sees all of us as sinners. And we need to understand that no matter what your standing is in the church, whether you're the preacher, the pastor, the elder, whoever, it doesn't matter. We're all sinners saved by grace. Okay, so notice this now, listeners, which one of these two men would describe you? Is it the proud, boastful Pharisee who thinks he has it all figured out and that he is above all those around him? Who looks down on his fellow brother in the congregation? I mean, we should all have this uh, confidence, this assurance of our salvation. That's what this is not what this is about. I mean, we all sing this song, uh, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, okay? Do you carry the mindset that once you're, you're saved, that you're always saved, and everyone knows all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yes, there's forgiveness of sins. But you're saying, well, once I'm saved, I can live my life. I can do however I want. I can live however I want. And God has to forgive me because I am now saved. Well, I think that's some dangerous territory to be in. Uh, all sins are forgivable? Absolutely. But we need to be careful. Uh, we need to be careful that we don't make ourselves out to be Pharisees. And what what made the Pharisees sin less, you know, as condemning in God's eyes in the sight was over the tax collector. The Pharisee was thinking that he was something that he really is not. He thinks he's he's played by all the rules that God has laid out. And he has, God has to forgive. And he gets to live however he wants. And, and it's all too easy for us to focus on others and judge them for every little thing that we notice that they have done wrong in their life. And heaven forbid that these people have a lot of uh, garbage in their background and they come to church and they discover who Jesus is and they become on fire for God a lot of times I've watched these people really just kind of get shoved in a corner. We don't want your kind here. There's no room for here. You're a sinner. We don't want you here. And I actually have been around congregations who actually said that. And I did everything I could to teach them out of that. The church is full of sinners. <laughs> Forgiven sinners, yes. And we are to go out and spread the gospel to sinners. And it doesn't matter what the sin has that person has committed. God will forgive them if they are faithful to repent and turn to him. We need to understand this, people. And this really turns a lot of people off and why they don't want to come to church, why they really don't want anything to do with Christianity. is because of our attitudes. Because we judge everybody and we condemn them. 
it's it's like we tell other terrible things about people what they're doing around us and in this talking in this manner do we realize that we're becoming gossipers instead of going to the person and speaking to that person again we need to be careful and being in the frame of mind of looking down on them and talking down on them that we're the only righteous person in the old whole town because people don't like that. I know if if you would have knocked on my door 25 years ago and said, Hey, preacher, Joey, if you don't turn, you're going to burn. And I would have probably closed the door and said, I'll meet you there because that's where you're going to. You know, some reason I'm not a big door knocking fan, but they have to understand Jesus did not do this. Jesus met these people on their ground and said, Hey, don't sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. I mean, Jesus didn't just wash it away and say, Don't worry about it. But Jesus went to their homes. He ate with them. He he was accused of being a glutton and a drunkard because he went to these people's homes and he told them stories and parables and he would become have a huge following because of that. He didn't condemn them right out of the box. That wasn't the purpose. Notice here, again, in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, when we get back. Would you like to make a bold witness for Jesus and Christianity, even when you're not even saying a word? You can both witness and inspire others in fashionable and affordable ways. You'll find the right wearables for men, women, and teens, fashionable and high quality, our excellent Christian hoodies, Christian sweatshirts, and Christian shirts make perfect Christian gifts for any religious person in your life who would like nothing more than to express their faith through fashion and style. Check out our webpage for more information. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Here's Jesus talking on the Sermon of the Mount. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Okay, so Jesus does not say that don't do acts of righteousness. What he's clearly saying to them is, hey, have your heart in, in the right attitude. Where do you want your reward to be? With men or with God? Because you're going to get a reward, but where do you want it? Do you carry this mindset or like the tax collector? I mean, knowing that you're a sinner, that your sin is a violation of Christ's law, that you don't even look into heaven as a proud Pharisee with his chest stuck way out, you know? Or do you hang your head knowing that you truly need God and his forgiveness? You need God for his mercy. And Jesus says, one of these two men, uh, in, in their complete opposite attitude in their hearts and, and different things from God, they being justified by God Almighty. I mean, that being made right, that's what that word justified means. And the blessings that Jesus clearly described to those with a heart of complete dependence and trust in him. As we continue the Sermon on the Mount uh, talk here, here is Jesus. He, 
He's telling us as well about praying with the right kind of a heart. Just a few verses down here in verse 5. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and stand on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go to your inner room, close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is being done in secret will reward you. Verse 7. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they would be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. So, do you see the wrong heart or motive here in verse 5? I do not think that Jesus is trying to discourage public prayer here at all. I think that's not the purpose at all. We should have public prayers. But what he's really talking against is praying in public so that men will say, Oh, wow, that old boy, he's got some really good prayers. And we really want him to always lead our prayer in our group. You know, I recall working with a congregation that had hearing and deaf people in it. And, you know, the hearing people occasionally would mumble about how short the uh, prayers of the deaf were and uh, how simplistic. Okay? And this is kind of what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, the deaf prayers were very, very well. I mean, they were heartfelt. You could see the emotion in their face. Uh, and there was nothing wrong with their prayers. And so we need to be careful. Unless they're praying for something that is just totally off the wall uh, that has no place. And when we're directing a public prayer for a group, we should use the word us and we, not I. That You're not praying uh, just for you in a public setting. You're praying for the whole group. You're praying with the congregation. And so, but this idea, we say, oh, how great this guy is. He has such beautiful long prayers. You know, the heart here is... And this man is completely in the wrong place. I mean, just like the Pharisee that we read about earlier in this parable that Jesus is giving, his heart also is in the wrong place. He wants to be seen by men. And I would only be guessing here, but I, I feel pretty safe when I say uh, this is the problem again in the time of Jesus, and it is a problem today. People are... Uh, wanting to, to leave others with this impression that I'm holier than you, I worship better than you, therefore you should do it my way because I have it all figured out. You know, I've been studying this for a long, long time. I still don't have it all figured out, listeners. I'm still learning and growing and trying to understand the God that I serve. And we grow. This is a lifetime deal. We really need to understand that. We need to be on it every day. We need to be studying every day. We need to be in prayer every day. We need to encourage our children and our grandchildren to pray and pray with them. We need to be doing all of that. You know, some of the most 
Again, I, I stated this a little earlier, the most touching and heartfelt prayers that I've ever heard have been by deaf people. And their prayers were straight from the heart. Did this man leading a prayer uh, one time in front of the, a hearing congregation, which I interpreted, uh, did he have a limited ability of scripture? Uh not due to his deafness, perhaps he had poor, very poor reading uh, abilities. But this man understood who Jesus was. <laughs> Absolutely. He understood that Jesus died for him, bled for him, suffered for him, and rose. Absolutely. This man understood that, and his prayer indicated that. You know, if he was leading a prayer for the sick or, or at communion, he led the correct prayer. How many times have I heard prayers led at the communion table and we're praying for the sick? No. We need to pray for the sick at the time that we've set aside to pray for the sick and vice versa. And so I can't, can't help but wonder that God did not accept this prayer that this man had of great faith. And he's clearly had this understanding. So... When people criticize something what they think is shallow, I can't think that God says, hmm, I accepted that prayer. That was one of great faith and heartfelt. And we need to understand how our prayer life is as well. Can we say that our prayers are heartfelt? Uh, are, they, are they really saying, God, we really need you. We really need your blessings. Uh, you know, can do you pray? Do you come to tears? I know I have several times when I pray and realize, wow, I just really need God, you know? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 again, Jesus is talking about a personal prayer life here. Uh, and when you pray in private, there's a reward there as well. And Jesus is encouraging us to have this personal prayer life with him. God loves it when we come to him in prayer and talk with him. God really wants us to talk to him. He wants us to lay down all those things that cause us stress in our life, uh, that are burden us down. Uh, these things that we kind of like to pick up in our lives and, uh, and it weighs us down. It just stresses us out. And he wants us to pick them up, put them in front of him, Take them off her back in prayer and let God take care of it. In, in verse 7 here, this term, meaningless repetition. What does Jesus really mean here? Uh, does he mean that we should only ask for something just once? Uh, should we only pray for a person one time and forget about ever asking God again? No, I, I don't think that's what Jesus is saying at all. Uh, if this was the case, why would the Apostle Paul mention to us about praying continuously? Okay? Listen here again to Jesus, though, in Mark chapter 12, verse 40. Would you like to make a bold witness for Jesus and Christianity, even when you're not even saying a word? You can both witness and inspire others in fashionable and affordable ways. You'll find the right wearables for men, women, and teens fashionable and high quality. Our excellent Christian hoodies, Christian sweatshirts, and Christian shirts 
make perfect Christian gifts for any religious person in your life who would like nothing more than to express their faith through fashion and style. Check out our webpage for more information. Notice here Jesus saying here in Mark 12, verse 40, he's talking about the Pharisees and their lengthy prayers. What do they do? They devour widows' houses, and for show, they make lengthy prayers. Such men will be most severely punished. So, again, on one hand, you're doing these evil deeds. You're throwing widows out of their homes. You're, You're foreclosing on them. And on the other side of the coin, you're going to church and praying how great you are. Uh, if you continue to read the rest of, of Mark here, you will find that Jesus again is saying, people's hearts are in the wrong place when they think and act this way. If you have a heart and an attitude that's in the wrong place, punishment will be severe. Now, trying to get the idea of a modern-day Pharisee, and how we should listen to the warnings of Jesus. Okay, This is the New Living Translation here in Romans that I, I want to read for you. Uh, Romans 14, verse 10. So why do you condemn another Christian? Why do you look down on another Christian? Remember, each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. So, listeners, we really need to understand it is not our place to condemn a soul. It is not our place to look down on those who worship maybe just a little bit different than we do, who have been made in the image of God, just as you and I. Yes, I I understand we can see things when people fall away from sin. We can see things when uh, they're claiming to worship God and you're just not getting the picture through the scriptures that that's what they're doing. I think we should all be praying for those people who have fallen away from the truth. Uh, For those who have been deceived, that they would not uh, continue in that deception. They would really turn to God and ask for God for help for the truth. This is something I pray on a continuous basis. daily thing, that I would never be deceived by myself in interpreting something wrong in the Scripture, that God would not send me a delusion. I don't want that, and I I pray that every podcast we put out is biblically accurate and truthful, that we take this really serious. Again, we might think to ourselves, uh, why can't these people figure it out? I got it figured out. We need to try to let God handle some of the problem. We really do, if not all of it. He has a far much greater understanding than you and I may ever have. We want to make sure that we who are worshiping God uh, in spirit and truth, let us Lead others by example and not criticism. Sometimes our actions speak much louder than our words. But our words can really cause severe wounds in people's lives and cause them not want to know who Jesus is or say, you're a really poor representation of Jesus. You know, I take that sometimes with a grain of salt. I mean, here we have the Apostle Paul who clearly was a murderer, 
uh, of the, or the church early on before his conversion, I'm sure he heard those same words. How dare you come and preach to me? You killed people. Uh, I'm sure he had to deal with that. But by our loving kindness and by our faithful devotion to Christ, we can make those around us thirsty for the word of God. And I think this is exactly what the Apostle Paul would be doing. He, he completely dis, dis, demonstrated his trust in God to judge all things that needed to be taken care of, and he let God do that judging. We can free ourselves from a lot of things and a lot of things that burden us. We need to remember not to look down on others. We need to be careful on the, the thought that we have this we're more righteous than they because of what we do or what we say. Let us follow the example of the tax collector and not the one of the Pharisee. Striking our breast and knowing and looking down and bowing our head before a holy and mighty God. We are sinners and we need you. We need your cleansing blood. We need to know your word better. We need your spirit to, to guide us and direct us in our lives so that we may know who you really are. If you're struggling with issues in your life, let God help you resolve those. If you're always looking down on people, you need to ask God for his mercy and forgiveness, and that's really what you need to be doing. We... We've all been there. We've all done it. We all have been guilty of it. And we need to ask for forgiveness. If you really are looking for a congregation in your area, we, we know missionaries all around the world, not necessarily in every country, but we would do our best to find somebody in your area who's teaching the complete Word of God. And, you know, I get emails every time I say that we can't find any church like that in our area that's teaching everything in the Bible and that's true I know that to be true because we've had that same problem in our in our life and so we we uh, been in a lot of congregations where they just teach one subject uh, one book or chapter uh, one verse out of the Bible uh, and it's the whole word of God that we really need for us to come uh, more complete, more whole in our understanding who God really is. And that's really challenging. And so, you know, I see articles, and I post these on our social media accounts of, of different church groups are approving this and saying that's okay, and if you don't believe it's okay to, to live this kind of a lifestyle, then shame on you, you're a sinner, because God is forgiven all this and no god's word his law cannot be changed and mankind does not have that authority and a story it really is and i really worry and i and i fear for these people who who say no i mean you can open your bible and you begin to read and you begin to study god's word you will quickly discover if you tune out all the garbage from the news, the media, and so forth, you will see how sinful this world really is and how much they really need the gospel.
And I hope and pray that you will continue to listen and tell others about us. Follow us on social media. Uh, help us grow and get this message out. We, we just, we're so hungry for this. And God has really blessed us with the, our efforts. But I know there's greater blessings that await us as we continue to spread this message through this podcast. Please check out our webpage. We have a free ebook. Uh, we've announced that uh, through our social media accounts several times now throughout the last couple of weeks. I want to thank Latine, who has willingly volunteered, allowing us to have this on our webpage. To, I certainly hope you'll take advantage of it. I do know her personally. She's a great Christian woman, and I would trust her with my life. And so uh, please check that out. You can go to our webpage under the support uh, tab and scroll down to the bottom, and you will find out information about that free ebook. So please do that. Uh, I would encourage you to do so. Again, if you uh, have any questions or comments about the Bible, uh, we certainly will entertain those, and you can do that as well. Contact us through our webpage. And I want to give a special shout to several people who are always listening. Uh, Byron, we thank you again for listening each and every week. Uh, Mike and Sissy, we thank you as well. And Brad, uh, thank you so much. Hope you'll continue to listen to us. And there's many others I know that do. Uh, Britt's another one that comes to mind. And so, uh, again, I, I thank you. You guys support us uh, very well through your prayers, your comments, and, and things. And I am so grateful and honored. Again, thank you for listening. And may God bless you. May He have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.